Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, episode number seven. Ben, how are we doing today, man? It sounds like you're a little bit sick. Yeah, yeah. So um, you were sick in the last podcast episode. I have managed to get sick for this podcast episode. So, you know, basically, maybe at some point when we record one of these, we'll both be healthy. Um, but we both have multiple kids, so it's probably, always, you know, middling to unlikely that that'll happen. Life as a dad, man, that's what this podcast is all about, fatherhood, right? And that's, that's just a big part of it, getting sick. Last week, we were on a break uh, for spring break. We were down, uh, I was down in San Antonio, uh, just hanging out with, uh, with my kids, uh, some friends of ours. And um, the week before that, we recorded a podcast. I was sick. And while we were in San Antonio, uh, we got back and I tested positive for strep. So I'm on antibiotics right now. Uh <laughs> And I'm feeling fine, but now Ben is sick. So guys, I'm telling you, we're going to keep a weekly counter and we're, we'll see if we can ever we make it to tally. not being sick. We yeah. need one of those big, like, um, those big accident signs that they have like industrial parks that say like 100%. how many days have we gone without, without being incident. sick on the podcast. Yep. Yep. And like, it's just always going to read zero because someone's always going to be sick. Always, man. That's just, that's just the name of the game. But uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube or Spotify, Apple, wherever you are, I, we are so grateful that you guys are here, uh, that this podcast is growing and reaching a, a variety of different parents out there and new dads. So uh, welcome in. On this episode, we're going to be chatting about life as a dad, uh, 24 hours. Like, what is our schedule like? I got an email about it, and uh, I wanted to basically expand on that email. Uh, and then we're going to follow it up with uh, chatting about postpartum uh, life. What are you supposed to be doing in those early weeks? There's a little bit of confusion in our Discord server. Like, hey, how am I supposed to be useful? How how can I be a little bit more effective <laughs> uh, at 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 anything? Because uh, I'm a little confused here. I'm a little lost. What am I supposed to be doing? So we're gonna dive into that, and uh, Ben's gonna have some good insights here because he's he's in the thick of it right now. A few weeks in, so uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be highlighting that, but you've already kind of got the caught, uh, the, the catch up here. Other than that, uh, updates from me. We finally got our first loss, uh, as, uh, as a soccer team for, uh, oh, no. yeah, I know, I know it's about time. And you know what? I wanted the win too. Cause on the other team, see, there's some teams that have like chill parents. And then there are other teams where like all the dads are like raw, raw bros, like getting Ooh. into it, the coaching their kids, like their military, and they're five, and I, I just like can't stand those guys. And I wanted the win so you bad. Want that W so oh, bad, just to throw gosh. it in their faces, dude. And uh, my son, he scored the first goal of the game, and I got like overly like, yes, let's go. Mm -hmm. And I think the parents on the other side saw me like and got super bad. It was just pissed. They hated it, especially you know because they're <laughs> they're they're like the squad to beat. Uh, and then um, and going into the half, we were two two. And then the second half, we just kind of lost it. Kids got tired and uh, it just kind of slipped. And I'm like, oh, no. But hey, man, my team showed some grit. I'm so proud of my kids. They were so cool. And getting, getting to coach these guys, man, it's a, it's a fun thing, man. When you guys uh, who are listening to this podcast, you know, have those kids that are, you're, you know, youth sports age and you get to be involved with that, it's really fun. Just, you know, as a parent, be cool. Be cool. Don't be one of those like I'm living through my kid kind of moments. So, <laughs> like I peaked in high school. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Those those dads on the other team were full of that. That's all it was. Uh, like, oh gosh, I can't stand those lot, guys. A lot of bravado. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, you know, dad verb is is growing here. Well, we're trying to make it grow. We got a new logo. Did you notice that we got a new logo, dude? Made a new oh, logo. I didn't Just see the fun. new logo. 
dude, we got a new logo. It's it's a logo that I'm like, hey, you know what? We haven't had a new something in about four years. <laughs> and nice. I'm like, you know what? We need to refresh it, and I got to make some merch. So uh, I think later this week we're going to be uh, launching a little bit of a merch store. Uh, ben, I'm going to I'm going to send you a little something to wear uh, so that uh, people on the on the YouTube's can start I'm watching us. So excited! Wear some merch, man, and we can make like you know two dollars a shirt and like four sales if that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, it's uh, all about pushing the message, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's about uh, empowering uh, dads to be involved, active with the family. Dad verb verb to do right. That's kind of the impetus mm-hmm. of the of the whole channel name. But uh, yeah, man, it's been fun. But you know, I uh, for a minute there, we'll get into the, into the podcast here in a sec. But I got to rant as a content creator for a second. Be, creating a podcast and creating YouTube videos are two very different things. One's audio, one's video, and they have very different strategies, right? Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, YouTube was going to open up this, you know, ability to be able to host podcasts on individual YouTube channels. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, you know what? You know, based off the advice that I got, I'm just going to create a whole new channel and and host the Dadverb podcast on a separate channel. I don't mind it, but at the same time, I kind of mind it. The podcast is, as a video format is killing the Dadverb YouTube channel because it's such different content. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, and it's, it's not your how to you know nope. how do I review type content. Exactly. Um, you know, it's something. It's it's really long form. We're getting into some deep discussions, which is great. But I can see right. how the almighty algorithm would see that as so different from your normal content that it might, you know, not really serve that up to your current audience, which is That's exactly, unfortunate. That's exactly what it's doing. And uh, we've seen like a dip in all the numbers uh, because of the podcast content. I'm like, oh my gosh, now this, this is hurting it. This is, this is doing the opposite that we want it to do. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to create a whole new channel and then all that. The day that I create a whole new channel, YouTube announces that you're going to be able to host podcasts as in like a special little playlist type situation on individual channels. And I'm like, what the, I just spent all this time creating all this new work, artwork and all that. And like, uh, just, it's just how it is. You start something and then something happens and it, and you've basically wasted all that time. So it's, I uh, think that's a really interesting thing about like, you know, you're a full-time creator. I'm, I consider myself like a part-time creator still, Um, but the amount of work it goes in just to like the administrative side of things, like to build out a channel, like, you know, dad verb, like my channel to, to put the artwork together, to develop your avatar, to do all these things, to make it look nice and presentable so that when people come there, you have, you know, a a nice experience. It's almost like a a micro site. Yeah. Um, there's so much work that goes into that. I mean, that's like, you know, hours and hours of your life. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Hey, that's irrelevant. But you know, we were texting back and forth. I was just like, man, that's kind of par for the courses, like all these channels. Cause it's like, as soon as you feel like you figured something out and you start moving in a good direction, all of a sudden everything changes, something new is available <laughs> and you have to change your strategy completely. But you know, as long as we're, is, uh, yeah, as long as we're reaching people, then <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. But it's, it's the reaching people. That's the hard part when exactly. things keep changing. Oh gosh, like I love I love creating this content. I love growing the, uh, the the community. I love that our Discord has actually grown uh like more in conversation recently and I'm like, gosh, man, this is awesome. Guys are just are chatting. This is great. But, you know, it's it's uh it's it's got to reach more people too. So there's always mm-hmm. that that puzzle as a as a content creator. But that said, that rant said, um, let's dive into the first topic here and that is what is life like as a new dad. Now, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you already have kids, right? Uh, and and you may be able to uh, 
relate with this, but if you don't have kids yet, this it might be a, a question that may be weighing on your head of, you know, how exactly is my life going to change? Obviously, I've got a kid now, but like, what is that? How does that affect time? And I've said it before, mm-hmm. time is the thing that I struggle with the most. That is the, the biggest drastic shift uh, that I had to adjust in my life. And I got an email uh, from someone and I, I feel so bad because I cannot find the email for the life of me right now. But he basically asked me like, hey, Andrew, can you like answer this, 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 and this? And like, I just, I unfortunately, I just don't have time for that. But I, I was so intrigued because it was a really good set of questions about like time management. How do you, what does your day, day to day look like? How do you make time for fitness now? Cause I, I lost that. I don't know how to do that yeah. anymore. Like how do you make time for anything? Huge struggle. So, so uh, I wanted to talk about that. What does my nine to five look like? Or actually, no, not my nine to five. What does my wake up to go to sleep look like? Yeah. And uh, and then what is yours going to look like, Ben? Because we have two very different lifestyles. I have three kids, uh, mm-hmm. an almost one-year-old, three and a five-year-old. And then you've got two kids, uh, a newborn and then a two-year-old, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, two he just turned two and a half. So different stages of life. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. Now, before we start that, I do want to say that as a new parent, you might feel like what you are feeling day to day, like when it comes to time is like, oh, this is going to be the rest of my life. Like this, this is how it's going to be. And it's really hard to see the big picture and you get mm-hmm. so locked into your day to day and the frustrations of like the, you know, the, the everyday grind. But right. it's important to keep in mind that it will change and your routines will morph, your new normal will morph, you'll get used to it, and you will get time back to do the things that you like. Because I'm sure, especially in the newborn stage, it's going to be hard to find any time for the hobbies, any of the things that you liked, sex even, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's, it, it, it gets really frustrating. What your day to day looks like, you know, what Ben's day to day looks like is going to be very different from what it's going to be in the year. And then mm-hmm. it, it's going to look different in, in two, three years. It's always morphing and it gets better and better and better. And you get more time back. But those early months, man, it's not easy. So I'll kick it and off it, to you, man. Yeah, it changes so fast too. And that that's the thing that I think is really surprising for a lot of people. And it's you don't really notice it until you look back, right? Um, you know, one of the, the best quotes I got from uh, a, a dad that I kind of consider a mentor. He was a, a work friend. Um, was he said, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. Yep. yep. And that's really the, the, I think the greatest encapsulation of, of parenting, um, that I've heard with that being said, I mean, I think, you know, when I think back on, on kind of our, our early day to day, especially with a newborn, um, a lot of it was, you know, being up early, being up late, um, interrupted sleep schedules. I think that was the hardest thing to adjust to, right. was the fact that, um, I am, I am not (laughs) admittedly, I am not a nice person when I don't get a lot of sleep or when I get woken up. Oh Um, yeah. The groggy 2am version of you is not you. Is a terrible human being. (laughs) I would not want to be friends with 2am me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so for now, I would say like, you know, with a newborn, I I know when we first came home, to be completely honest, the first couple of months are a complete blur. Um, Before we had our second, I had asked my wife, what did we do for sleep? How did that work? Um, Because I honestly couldn't remember in, in, you know, the span of a year, I'd completely forgotten what those first couple of months were like. I remember bits and pieces, um, but not much of uh, routine because 
the routine, there wasn't really a routine with a newborn, especially as a first time parent, everything is new. Everything's kind of anxiety inducing. Um, you know, I feel like you're constantly at this sort of, uh, this height of, uh, you know, everything is kind of worrying all the noises they make because you have no idea what you're doing and you know, it, it's going to be a challenge and you're going to have issues where, you know, you don't communicate well, or you snap at each other because you're exhausted, um, because there is no routine. But as we moved, I would say into like the first six months, that's when the real routine starts to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your kid starts waking up more on a, a sort of regular schedule. They start eating on more of a regular schedule. Um, and I think at that point, things get a little bit easier. Um, so for us, you know, we were usually up around, you know, anywhere between probably four and 6 AM, just depending on when the baby ate last and needed to wake up and start eating. Um, from there it was, uh, you know, if my wife was back to work, she was up and getting ready for work. Cause she's usually at work by like six or seven in the morning. And then I was waking up, uh, prepping bottles. So going down, making sure a bottle was prepped for the baby if he was Long still prep. sleeping. Yeah. And then from there it was, um, when I was home on parental leave, it was eat every couple hours. And then really a lot of the focus of the day was like developmental stuff for him. Right. So doing tummy time, playing with toys, playing with like kind of colorful, high contrast objects. And then, you know, kind of early afternoon, if he was sleeping well, this is where we started to slide into like a better routine. Early afternoon, if I was home, I would usually try to get a workout in. Um, something short, something quick, just because I knew that for my own mental health and my own kind of dealing with like anxiety or, you know, if I just, just energy levels, right. Making sure that I'm keeping myself moving and and setting a good example, maybe get a 30 minute workout in while he sat in his bouncer and just kind of hung out and maybe watch like a little baby program. Now, mind you, this is a big change for me. I was a competitive power lifter for probably six years. Um, prior to having a kid. So Mm -hmm. I was training two to three hours a day, five to six days a week. Um, and then I went to, yeah, all that goes away. Cause I mean, I I don't have three hours a day. First of all, everything was closed. Second of all, I don't have three hours a day to go train and mess around in the gym. Now, Um, now, let me ask you something. So, okay. With that, because I think I saw some statistic, like you can be, you can lift every single day and be mm-hmm. as fit as possible. But all you have to do is stop lifting and then within 10 to 14 days, you start losing it all, right? It, that's yeah. all it takes. It takes just a very limited yeah. amount of time before you start losing muscle mass, you start losing everything that you've worked mm-hmm. for. And I'm sure that started to happen to you. Yeah. How did that, How did you take that mentally? Because once something yeah. that you enjoy and that you put so much time into goes away, that's, I think that's the core of the struggle. And that, and that applies yeah. beyond fitness. That applies to any hobby or anything that you enjoy. Yeah. The time gets lost. So how, so mm-hmm. when you started to, were you like prepped for that? You're like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm going to have to cut that, cut this out. Or were you like, man, this really sucks. Like, what was that like for you? I ended up having to write myself some notes because, um, at the time I was about 248 pounds, like 248, 250 pounds, the heaviest mm-hmm. I'd ever been in my life. Like um, in all muscle. Right. It was well, your body fat I percentage. wish. Yeah. No, I was, oh, it was, I'm sure it was high. I was sure it was unhealthily high. Um, <laughs> but the, the goal was to get as strong as I possibly could. Right. Um, so I had to write myself notes on my whiteboard and it, one of them was like losing weight will help you be healthier long-term. Um, and then I wrote another note that said, redefine what strength means to you. 
is it is it just being like raw strong or is it you know i need more endurance i need better flexibility these are all things that go to the wayside when you're training like that is Mm -hmm. like i don't have any endurance i had no flexibility like i mean i hurt my back trying to put like knee sleeves on one time and that's what i started to realize (laughs) i was like okay this is like i feel like i'm falling apart at you know 32 or 33 whenever that was right um but yeah mentally that was that was for sure a struggle when you had to make the sacrifice and chose family over you know your personal desire to mm-hmm. you know maintain whatever fitness goals that you had you it seems like you were mentally prepared for it but did you did you have to cope pretty substantially with with regards to like losing that time and, and having to reappropriate that time elsewhere or were you kind of like no it was fine i i didn't i didn't i think, miss, i didn't miss it yeah i i did i 100% i still miss it sometimes Um, there are still, it's still a struggle for me to train so differently than I did before. Um, because you put so much time and effort and and you're thinking about something like that constantly, whether it's, you know, a hobby that you have or, you know, your career, whatever it is that you put a lot of effort into, like you, you always think about it. And, you know, I'm still in touch with people that are in, in competition Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. Um, but that was such a big part of my life. Um. But the idea was also that long-term to be, excuse me, to be healthy for my kids, for my family, to be around for a long time, like I wasn't going to do that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was the guarantee there was an injury around the corner or, you know, it was, it was all kind of written on the wall, like, okay, th- some things really need to change um, mm-hmm. in order to, uh, you know, be healthy for the long-term. And I, think, I think that modification that you're talking about is, is probably the biggest struggle um, that that a lot of a lot of guys, you know, deal with that I dealt with. Um, because I just, you know, I wanna to some extent like live the life that I had before kids, but you can't, yeah. right? It's it's different. And I'm not saying that like and I feel like up to this point, it's kind of been like, kids just suck because they, they ruin your time. You know, like, that's not what we're trying to get at, right? Like, no, we still have you very like willing to give it up. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you do. It's like, you, you, but you have to look at it a certain, I think you have to change your perspective and say, okay, what yeah. are the things that are, you really have to ask yourself, what's important to me? Exactly. And like, I realized that that thing wasn't as important to me as being around for my kids in the long term as being around for my wife as giving them a healthy example of someone who chooses to spend time with them over their personal hobbies, because that's what I feel is important. Again, I really wish I had the original email pulled up that really served as kind of the base for this conversation. But what I do remember from the email was it seems like you're achieving a lot, Andrew. You're trying to build a business as an entrepreneur, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm still confused as to what your day to day looks like, how you're able to manage the time for work and 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 family, and how you're able to balance that. And that's you know, I, I just quickly wanted to run through what 24 hours of Andrew looks like because that was yeah. really that that was what the email was. So I I wanted to try to answer that as best I can. And maybe this can help. Now, I actually did do this in in the course as well of like, here's what 24 hours looks like for me at month like four or five, just so you mm-hmm. can have some sort of a baseline as to like what's kind of normal, what's average, you know what, because it's going to look different from everyone else. But just for reference, for me, uh, my family's up by 630, pretty much all of us, baby included. I start getting myself ready. Uh, Katie starts getting the boys' lunches ready. Um, and then... 
uh, by seven o'clock, the kids are uh, have had their breakfasts and they're pretty much packed. I come in from uh, dropping my morning deuce and brushing my teeth, doing all the stuff, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, get the kids dressed, or sometimes my wife gets the kids dressed, and then by seven twenty, we're out the door, uh, so I can drop my son off at school. Uh, and then my wife uh, will start getting ready for her day, uh, and she'll have the baby. When I drop my son off, I would come back home, and then I would have breakfast. I'd maybe try to work a little bit. Uh, this is you know from like seven thirty to nine a.m. or seven thirty to like eight thirty actually, uh, and then I would take my other son and drop him off at his school. He goes to like a, a pre-K thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, drop them off by nine, and then I go to work. I will sometimes work from home. Sometimes I will work from like this warehouse that we have with with my business partner, and that's where I'll you know I'll work. If I stay at home, so, so you have a space that's like separated from mm -hmm. from your home. Like you can work from home, but you have a space where like if right. you needed to go, it's almost like your office, right? Like it's, yeah, being that it's a warehouse, but like it's a separated space where you can go and do your thing if you need to. 100%. And it's owned by my business partner. It's a yeah, it's literally like a warehouse where they have like because they run other businesses out of that warehouse. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's amazing that I can find a, a place where I can work quietly because if I work from home, there's undoubtedly like, you know, distractions, whether that's my wife right. coming in chatting my baby coming in. Yeah. So from like nine on probably to like two or three, I'm I'm trying to get as much work as I can done. Mm -hmm. I have an alarm set for 11.30 a.m. 11.30, mm -hmm. I break, and it's non-negotiable now. That's that's when I go and work out. Like, that is my time to get an hour workout in, um, whether it's running, lifting, whatever. So that, that that's mm -hmm. usually done by 12.30. Yeah, 9 to 3 is work with, with that little break. And I don't have a lunch break. I'll just eat, you know, at my desk. And then I will pick my kids up from school um, at 3, and then mm -hmm. I will try to get a little bit more work done but when they're home i'm pretty distracted so basically yeah. from three to seven thirty it's just the that's a tough grind too because like they're they're all tired yeah nobody really preps you for that like that three to seven thirty time frame when they like come oh, home dude. from school and they're they're they release everything from the day kind yeah. of into oh, yeah. their safe space right where it's like yeah yeah, all you get all the craziness, all the tantrums happen then, all the breakdowns are going to happen between then and like bath time. Exactly. And it's it's, you know, it's it's a joke like but everyone, every parent like gets it. They're like, "Man, can't wait for bedtime. Bedtime is like oh, just the best." But uh yeah, so um you know, 3 to 7 is that, you know, that family time and then around 5 o'clock we're, you know, that's when we start to do dinner. We'll you know, it depends. Sometimes my wife will cook, I'll cook, or we'll just step out, get some Chick-fil-A, whatever. And then, um, mm -hmm. you know, bedtime starting at 730. And then during the nights, it's, you know, it's a split between um, me and my wife just enjoying our time together, watching a show, or I'm back at work. Uh, or I'm recording mm -hmm. a podcast like this as we record right now. Yeah. It's 919 p.m. on my time at 1019 your time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so a lot of evenings are, are reserved for more work. Uh, and then I try to be in bed by 11 and then reset, do it all over again. So that that's what a day-to-day -day looks like for me. Mine's very similar now. Even very with similar. And I think so So I still work a, a nine-to-five. Um, so I have a you know typical kind of corporate job. Um, yes. Very, very similar, though, where I do you know daycare drop-off in the morning, um, usually like 745 or so. 
um, head into the office. I'm there from, you know, nine to probably two or three because we're on like a hybrid work schedule. So we do um, a couple days in the office, a couple days out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we're usually doing daycare pickup by four or five, somewhere there, depending on the day and how, how late he was able to get to school. We try not to leave him there too long. Um, and then same deal, you know, comes home around five, five thirty. we do dinner. Um, you know, seven o'clock is ideally when we start bedtime. Sometimes like tonight when I texted you, if we could record a little later, we didn't start bedtime until like eight. Um, and I mean, by nine fifteen, he was still awake and, you know, trying to discuss why he didn't want to go to bed and why he shouldn't be asleep yet. Um, so very, very similar schedule, but, um, we'll see how that's going to change once I actually go back to the office, um, here starting in June. So I'm sure it's going to be a little different getting two kids ready in the morning rather than one, but you know, we'll see. There is one thing I do want to touch on with you that I think is really interesting though. Okay. Um, is, is that you have that non-negotiable workout time, right? So yeah. from 1130 to 1230, like you have an alarm set. Mm-hmm. how did you work that out? So I know sometimes you're working from home. Sometimes you're um, at the warehouse. So did you work that out? Like with your wife, like, does she have a time too, where she says, you know, I've got time to do something for me that she gets kind of to step away from the baby right. or the kids and go do that thing without sort of question basically of like, no, this is my time and space for me. So we, I, I made a, a video about this, about like making time for yourself again, cause I think it's super important, but mm-hmm. we, we have a family calendar, like a Google calendar. And now we like live and die by that. Yeah. Like that's like all, all of my wife's things that she does, um, that gets into the calendar and then same with me. So that's my block, right. Um, that, that we just talked about, but she also has something similar. And, you know, it ebbs and flows like my workout before was right after I would drop my son off at 730, I'd come back home and Mm. that's when I would work out. Uh, But, you know, that now that time is kind of like I can come home, I can work a little bit or I can help with the baby. And then so we it it has to kind of like shift a little bit, but you need time for yourself. So she has her block where she does whatever I have my block and it kind of molds around the baby's schedule. I, f- I failed to mention that the right. baby like has two nap times. So sh- she's up by 6.30. She's ready for her first nap at 9.30. She'll go from like 9.30 to like, I don't know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like noon even. Uh, and then she'll go down for a second nap late right. afternoon, I don't know, two or three, and she'll be up by like four. So, um, you know, those yeah. are the two. So usually my workout time is kind of, she- she's napping and my wife is doing whatever she's doing. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I think it's really important for everyone to block out some sort of time using something like Google Calendar so that you guys are always on the same page. And as your family gets older, there's so many more activities and birthday parties and sporting Mm -hmm. events and church groups and whatever you have in your life. And it just, it's so hard for us to manage. Now, both my wife and I, we have, we have calendar on our phones and, Mm -hmm. you know, we just, it all goes into um, Google Calendar. That's the way we manage our house too. It, it's super helpful. And like, well, um, my, my wife, she, this past week and in the next two days, she's, she's had so many like nighttime things like friend's birthday party, uh, church event mm-hmm. thing, hanging out with her girls. And then tomorrow she's has another girls like milkshake. I don't know, whatever they do. Uh, and then on Tuesday <laughs> she has bachelor night. And I was like, you have mm-hmm. so many nights and I've been putting the kids down. So like, what am I gonna? I haven't had that. So today we called an mm-hmm. audible. I was like, "All right, you can have your nights, but 
I need to have something today. There's a Pokemon pre-release event. I need to uh, And she's like, fine. You can, I will watch the kids throughout the day because you're going to have the nights, the next two nights. So I'm literally, I'm holding in my hand. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm holding in my hand a deck box. And in that deck box is a deck of cards that I went and competed <laughs> against in nice. my local community of all these like Pokemon cards in my hand. And uh, I took this very same deck called Duraludon deck, if anyone cares, and uh, played in, my, in a local tournament today. Uh, well, played in a pre-release tournament and then I played Duraludon after. Any of the point is I had time to myself um, because I was able to you know negotiate that with my wife yeah. based off of what I saw on the calendar. So well, and I think that's I think that's something that's really important to remember. This is something, especially in the early days uh, of having kids, you will really struggle with, and that we definitely struggle with still. Is that you were a person before your kids, you're going to be a person after your kids, and so there's sort of two things that I think are really important to take care of. The first one is yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to find that time to do something for you. Go for a walk, work out play video game, whatever it is that brings you joy and helps balance you because ultimately that will make you a better partner, a better parent. The second one, and we, I think we touch on this a lot, right? Is your relationship because without the, a strong relationship, that is the foundation for raising healthy, well-balanced kids. And without caring for that, you know, you're not going to run a house. You're not going to run an effective household. Um, you're not going to no. communicate well. It bleeds into everything else. Yeah, it bleeds um, into your ability to parent well. If you can't take care yeah. of yourself, that like then you're you're only as good to your kids as you are to yourself. You know, you need to you need to give yourself that time for sure. Yeah, I know for um, me, like if if I don't get regular, like I, I know over the last week or so, probably two weeks, I haven't gotten regular workouts in. Right. Like I just haven't hit my targets of like, I want to work out like three days a week. I've gotten maybe one, maybe two in. I can slowly feel my anxiety levels rising. Like things start to bother me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like clutter starts to, I start to focus on it where I'm like, I can't stand this. I'm like, I'm throwing everything out. Like I'm starting over Same thing happens to me. And all I need to do is get a workout. Right. And yeah, I'm, I was like, if I get a workout in, up. then I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I get it. The house is messy because we have two kids. We're trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. And I can handle that mental load. But like when I don't get that workout in, everything starts to just bug me. And I know, I know when it's happening because I can feel it. Yeah. Um, and, that's and then you start like, to become a dad who's, and right. then you start to become a dad who's just like, you know, angrier short tempered right and then and then that trickles right. down on your kids so it's right. like I lose my temper can... with my son more easily like i'm snappier exactly. with my wife snippier with my wife like it's just it isn't Dude, good it's a trickle down effect so you 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 do need to prioritize your yourself and i know and i know that one common struggle is like well if i'm prioritizing myself then that means i'm being selfish about me it's all about me and i'm not helping my kids it's like but that, mm-hmm. that's not the case man that's not the case just because yeah. you're taking an hour to yourself to do something that you like doesn't mean you're being selfish and you're and you're ignoring your family or, or your responsibilities as a dad okay you're allowed to game for a while to you know to play call of duty and do whatever it is you want to do for an hour or two and enjoy yourself because if you don't do that you are just gonna start acting you're gonna explode you're gonna explode yeah. it's gonna implode and i think so i that's... think that's actually uh i think our conversation about taking care of yourself uh, and being a good partner is a perfect segue into our second topic which i think we can you know, as dads who have multiple kids and have kind of been through this or are going through this, you know, a number of times, 
it's really hard to know. And one of the things I think we struggle with is how do you help in those, in those few weeks or months immediately after your child is born. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we, we've kind of got the easy part right. in in the whole process of like, we don't have to go through pregnancy and then we don't have to go through delivery, whether it's, uh, you know, vaginal delivery or C-section, we don't have to have that trauma on our body, on our minds. And then all of a sudden the baby's here and mom still in most cases has to do the majority of the work. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if it, the breastfeeding moms out there, you know, I'm watching my wife go through this for the second time now. Mm-hmm. And it's just every two hours, sometimes less baby's hungry. She's, she's got to eat. She's got to be fed. And, um, you know, I think it's really challenging. Uh, you know, you hear about moms being like touched out, right? Cause we have a toddler who wants her attention. We have an infant who has to have her attention. And it's this balance of like feeling like she can't give enough to the toddler, but then knowing she has to give so much to the, the infant to keep her alive and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think is, you know, any, any dad that's, that's really kind of going to be listening to content like this, I think wants to find ways to help. Um, yeah. and whether you have one kids or one kid or multiple kids, there's probably things that you could be doing to help in that postpartum period where you're really going to set your, your family up for success and where you're going to set yourself up for success and where you can feel like you're contributing in a meaningful way to your household. So Andrew, I want to, I want to kick it over to you real quick. So in those early days of bringing your kid home, whether it's the first, second or third, what are some of the things that you, what are some of the ways you jumped in to help your wife knowing that she has this kind of awesome responsibility of of really providing the majority of the care for the youngest? Um, you know, what were some of the things that you dove into to really kind of help out early on? Like I, you know, I was confused. I was confused because, you know, I didn't know exactly what to do. So I kind of defaulted to just doing my best to um, clean the pump parts. Um, luckily, uh, I was able to feed, you know, bottle feed because we weren't uh, breastfeeding. We opted for formula. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, in that way, I felt like I could contribute and help. But then outside of that, I was just kind of like, I felt like I was just twiddling my thumbs, not exactly sure what I was supposed to be doing. Um, so then I started to like take on some of the non-sexy things like the finances and mm-hmm. organizing stuff like the pantry and just, just like things that you don't really think about. Um, right. But really they actually do bring my wife joy because in the back of her head, they were actually kind of stressful. Like right. there's stuff piling up in the house and I don't know, I, I just, I can't take care of it right now. I'm, I'm so focused on, right. on the baby or like the, the pantry's just empty, you know, like we need to like go mm-hmm. shopping or like we, we're, we, you know, we have a good meal train going on, but like, what are we doing for like, not just dinners, but for like lunch and breakfast. So they're like mm-hmm. things like that, that are small chores that kind of build up and are kind of annoying that you don't really pay too much mind to. And that's what I tried to shoulder more of, uh, just trying to take some of the the small annoyances and inconveniences and, and, and kind of doing, doing those things because that's what I felt like I could do. You know, it also dawned on me that like, as guys, we always just tend to Mm want to find something and fix something like, like, because I feel like 
we are all kind oh, we of inherently are programmed to find and fix. Exactly. We talk about this in the course I've talked about on dad verb. Like sometimes my wife doesn't want me to fix something. She just wants me to sit and listen. And even though I feel like I can't, like she's brought something up to me and I feel like I'm supposed to fix that or, or, you know, solve that problem. She doesn't actually want me to solve the problem. She just wants me to empathize and in a way, you know, quote unquote, like crawl in a hole in the hole with her and, and just sit and empathize. And that's what I tried to do. I tried to, um, do what I could when it comes to like the physical chores, but then other times she was, but she was, you know, frustrated about things about her inability mm-hmm. to, to make milk, which is what, you know, why we were, you know, doing right. formula and that really ate at her. And I was able to, yeah. Kind of the mom sounding the whole mom guilt thing and like oh you're being a terrible parent because you're not formula and that was like a bit um because you're not breastfeeding and that was like a big um stressor for her yeah. so uh i felt like my role was more than just you know doing the chores doing the day-to-day stuff and more just being present being there for her mentally and just listening um yeah and also just being present for my baby too because oddly enough like there is actually more time than you think because they're the baby's just sleeping like eight yeah. hours a day yeah so there's actually the, those time first for couple weeks stuff. man they sleep all the time except, they do you know, except at night when you know they yeah be when fed you every want couple hours but exactly yeah but the whole day night confusion thing and and i think it's really important to know that you probably just dropped one of the biggest marriage tips um <laughs> at least on this podcast or really for anybody <laughs> listening out there right your wife doesn't always want you to fix things. Sometimes yeah. she just wants to know that there's someone there to listen yeah. and to say, you know, if you've ever watched parks and rec, uh, where I think it's, uh, you know, one of the characters is talking to, to Anne, Um, and he's like, they were like, you know, sometimes she doesn't want you to provide a solution. She just wants you to say that sucks. Yeah. And yeah. let her vent. And it was like, <laughs> as soon as he had this revelation of like, yeah, you know, I just said that sucks. And I just listened to her while she was upset and why she was upset. And then she felt better afterwards. Yeah, Like so much of, of those early days is, you know, helping where you can, right? Dive into the dirty work, change the diapers, uh, <laughs> clean up the, clean up the throw up or, or the spit up or whatever, wash the bottles, um, but also make sure that you know how there's a whole process to washing pump parts and bottles yeah. and sanitizing. Yeah. Learn the steps guys, learn the go. steps. I still don't know them and I catch flack all the time. Cause I think I know it by now. I, I'm slowly still picking it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do that dirty work, like do the dishes. You know, if you're not already grocery shopping, do the grocery shopping, reorganize the pantry, all those little things add up as mental load on your partner. She may not say it. You may not necessarily see it. Don't step over the dirty laundry. Don't step over the clothes on the floor, like put them in the hamper, make sure things are kind of put the way they need to be, um, to, to manage your household, whether it's managing finances, managing. I think everyone's a little bit like different about that too, because like the like mess just it just bothers me. Like some people like it genuinely like does not bother them. Like they can totally just like live some like a roommate back in college. So so uh, us saying this, it's you know this is like the ideal optimal set of things to do. But like some guys who right. like they, it's just not at the forefront of their mind and they just don't think to do right. that. So what I would like maybe try to encourage you guys to do is tr- 
I guess, try in a way to be a little bit more cognizant of that because you may not realize it, but the piled up dishes in the sink or whatever, while that's normal to you, that actually might be contributing to, you know, this invisible load that I guess we can get into in, in, in future episodes, but this invisible load of stress and guilt and, uh, mental discomfort that your partner might be going through, um, uh, that, that can all be alleviated if you just try to pay a little bit more attention to that, uh, as opposed to like, what can I do for the baby? What can I do for, you know, my, you know, right. strictly for the baby and the newborn, you know, doing simple things around the house can actually go a way long way. Um, so that's because sometimes yeah. there's not a lot you can do for the baby, except, you know, no, there's like, not let, like the biggest thing that I have tried to do is like, especially with two kids now is like, and this might seem like a little thing, but it's such a big deal. It's like, let her go shower without guilt. For right. Like I've got the kids, I'm bottle feeding the baby. We're like watching a show. Hey, go take 30, 40 minutes, whatever. Like take your time, relax, have a shower. You know, I mean, yeah, especially that, in the early days, it's like, how many times do you, you go days without showering, especially mom, you know, she's yeah, so right. busy doing whatever. It's like, you know, all of a sudden three days go by and you're like, oh my God, I haven't had a chance to take a shower in that long. Like, okay, go take your break, do something for yourself. Even if it's just a long, hot shower, enjoy it. I've got everything here. Don't worry. Yeah. That, uh, that non-negotiable time that I was talking about earlier, like that should like try to get that started as early as possible. Like. Mm -hmm. when is that time that doesn't matter if the baby's crying, if, if think, you know, it, like it, like it's non-negotiable. Her time is that one hour block that she gets to do whatever. And she does not have to come to the, the, the baby's aid because you've do got not that. disturb. Exactly. And then also you got to do the inverse of that too. What is that one hour or whatever time that you have every day or every couple days per week that you can have for yourself to, you know, to game, to work out, to run, to go do whatever it is outside that you want to do, you know, like mm -hmm. you got to have that time for yourself. She needs to have that time for herself. It's really important for your mental. Get that started as early as you can. And if you think like, oh, we just don't have time to do it. Like that is a lie. You have time to do it. You just need to make the time to do it. Sit down, talk, communicate. Your baby's sleeping a lot. So I know you've got the time to sit down, and figure this out. Yeah, uh, set your so, boundaries. Set your boundaries and your non-negotiables. One hundred percent. Now, uh, I I do want to plug here in our course on in the in the month in our month one module. There's a PDF that you can download called Proactive Tips for Dad, and this is actually created in large part by one of our own course members. His name is Ian Ian C, and he came up with a good list of fifteen things that you could be doing that ideas for you to stay involved as a dad so that you don't have to, you know, worry about like, oh, what should I do this for the baby, blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. I'm, I won't go through it. I, I don't, maybe I should make this public or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I'll just go through a couple of them. So like number one on the list is like warranties and registrations for all things baby. Uh, if we purchase anything, Ooh, yeah. stroller, fill out the cards, fill out yeah. the cards. There you go. If we purchase anything, uh, stroller, bassinets, play gym, et cetera, I'm following up and registering for all the warranties, whether that's by mail, online uh, forums, even emails. Warranties are helpful, and you uh, and you leave money on the table when you don't register for the warranties. 
Um, so there's that. Okay. So, um, number two is logging all the poops, pees, feeds, and sleeps. Then there's like a little paragraph. I won't go on there. Number three, uh, communication Mm -hmm. liaison for your wife. So sometimes there's a ton of friends and family that are like bugging you to like come in and, and I want to hold the baby. I want to do this to the baby, whatever. It's like, listen, you can be that shield of just like, listen, no, you don't have to talk to my wife. You can talk to me. We'll schedule it. We'll figure it out. But like, you know, you can be that barrier between, uh, all these people are trying to get their grubby little hands on your baby uh, and and that's stressing out your wife. You know, so like, I mean, maybe it, every parent is different. Some people are like, yeah, everyone touch the baby. Everyone hold the baby. It doesn't matter. For others, it's like they're yeah. very strict about, you know, who gets access to that. And you can be that, that you know, that shield. So um, those are just three things. Should I like read a couple more of these, do you think? Or, or do you just want to move yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are good ones. The last thing I'll just say is, uh, well, that's on the list in kind of two different parts, medical billing and insurance paperwork. Listen, that is not sexy. I hate, you know, it's not fun, but like I'm the finance guy in, in, in our household. Like I pay the bills, Mm -hmm. I do all that stuff and the medical billing and, and the insurance stuff. That's just something that like, you know, I, I handle, I took care of, and that's the way that I can stay, uh, you know, involved. Uh, so there's that. And then also there's the, um, you know, financial planning for your family. Right. So, um, Ben works in kind of in finance. I, I don't know if we have to be too careful mm. with what you say here, so we won't dive in. But for me, I'll say that, you know, I'm the one who started the 529 accounts for, mm-hmm. uh, we did it through, we did ours through Fidelity Investments. So this yeah. isn't an ad for Fidelity. You do whatever you want, whether it's Vanguard or, you know, whatever. But uh, setting up 529 accounts, uh, if you want to set up, I don't know, say any sort of brokerage accounts and you want to start getting your kids invested early on, you know, being pro- proactive about that and, you know, chipping in, I don't know, 25 bucks a month toward, you know, whatever <laughs> brokerage account. I don't know. Like you can do that if you want. Uh, that's a way to, you know, like, hey, I don't know what to do, but hey, I can I can help my future self or my, my future kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there, there are more ways say, than like, just taking care of the baby, guys. And really, if you think about it, if you kind of had to sum it up, right? So if there were like two or three things, right? So the biggest one is. Like be there and listen and communicate with your partner. That's number yep. one. The hardest part of of raising kids, I think, is communication with your partner because you can get into that very sort of business like relationship. I think that yeah. we talked about in our last episode where it's like, you know, what needs to be done. What, what I'm very task focused at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure you communicate. Make sure you're talking to each other. Whether it's you know, you may feel as a partner that you don't want to open up to your significant other because you feel like you're contributing to their mental load. But sometimes when they, when they feel like they're in it with you and it's Mm -hmm. not just them that has these anxieties or them that has these fears, it actually does put people at ease when you share, you know, yeah, you know, I feel kind of anxious about that too. Um, and here's why, and you know, here's how I'm feeling about it and what's going on. Um, secondly, yeah. Secondly, find all the areas where you can start to alleviate some of that mental load, whether it's, um, you know, perceived or, or whether it's, you know, something that really you can actually influence, you know, manage your household. Um, you know, I think I'm hoping that a lot of guys who are, are, you know, watching this podcast or listening to the podcast and are part of the dad verb community, are probably doing a lot of that already. Um, you know, kind of mutually sharing the load within the house, but if you don't, you know, learn how to cook or at, le- or at least learn how to get really good with Uber Eats and DoorDash so that you can provide for the family in that way. I, I will say one thing about our community. We have a really good community of guys. Like we have yeah. a, a set of guys who are very involved, who are just good dudes. Uh, 
And I love that, man. I love seeing yeah. that. I love seeing the the shift uh, in, uh, in away from, you know, I work, mom cooks and vacuums and that's it. That's the way. And like, no, no the roles have changed. And I love the community of Dadver. These the guys that I'm seeing in the Discord, the comments I see on YouTube, like, there's some good guys out there, some good men yeah. who are stepping up. I mean, up, men that, are, that, that are proud to be involved in their households. Exactly. Um, you know, I and I think it, that's, man. you know, that's why we're all here, right? Is we, if we, we want to be here to learn from each other, to be better and to, to build better futures and better families so that we can, you know, leave the world better than, than when we came into it. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please give us a a five-star rating, whether it's through uh, Spotify or Apple. We'd appreciate that. And once again, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're just listening to this, be sure to hop onto YouTube and just give us a quick like and a a comment uh, about one thing that you, that may have uh, touched you about this podcast or something that kind of sparked an idea or uh, some sort of thought. Uh, We'd appreciate hearing that. And it helps us kind of craft different things to talk about in the future. So again, we'd appreciate those things. Thank you guys for listening to this and we'll catch you in the next one. See you.